gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. good song lovely <laughs> lovely lovely song thank you jefferson airplane ladies and gentlemen welcome to a after dynamite edition of sons of slam my name is chris mindell along with the reaper mr joe black sir i don't know if you're as tired as i am but it was worth it i had a great time last night i am extremely tired you can hear it in my <laughs> voice i was yelling a lot last it's gonna night. be a very laid-back show today <clears throat> um yeah, it was that was a wild scene last night. It really was. It was absolutely electric. And some, you know, this might be what we're doing right now, me and you on a computer together. <laughs> some might call it the post-Dynamite Sun to Slam Media scrum. Scrum. <laughs> that was a lot to get out. Well, you know what? I, I got some F-bomb that needs to drop. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. And let me tell you another thing about Mr. <laughs> Colton. And his, <laughs> and his bank account with his mom. Um yeah, listen, I, I had a great time last night. It was, damn, that was a long night, man. I <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting there. At, it was now 12 o'clock, and we'll get into everything that happened, but it was 12 o'clock, and I'm sitting there I, at one point, like, nodding off. <laughs> like, I, I've never done that in a wrestling event, and it's and even at WrestleMania, last WrestleMania in New York, when it was, you know, 15 hours, and we were at, we were at the last match of the night with 
you know, Bianca, not Bianca, with Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, and I'm still wide awake, but damn, this was just like, it was a long day. <laughs> it was very the long dude day. in the row next to us was completely passed out. Did you notice that? <laughs> did did you see that. that at all? I did not, know. Oh, dude, me and Timmy were having a field day <laughs> with that guy. We just kept on looking over, and I, w- I would look at him, I'd stare right back at Timmy, and we'd lock eyes and crack up laughing. <laughs> this dude was straight up tweaking there were some characters like he was on h there were some characters there last night i gotta tell you in our section there was we were in uh oh, ha, 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 section, ha, 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 ha. section 118 don't fucking get me started 118 man. represent like it was just uh it was a uh just a, a weird <laughs> a weird situation we had we had uh you know uh red red velvet in front of us uh with the belt uh oh you mean the freaking the the gay husband from from modern family yes the- <laughs> Jesse Tyler. Jesse Tyler. Perkins. Yeah, he was in front of us with a brand new belt that he bought. He just bought this belt. And a and collared shirt. Got- you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> go in. Go ahead. <laughs> if you, at any point in your life, yeah. have gone or are planning on going to a wrestling event, mm. wearing a collared shirt, mm. sporting an AEW title belt, I have zero respect for you. See, you say that now, but what if that's his character? What if he comes into wrestling and that's like his thing? Like he comes in a, in a collared dress suit and that's how he wrestles. I'm going to bully shit. He's got heat with me. <laughs> Bro, I was on edge for the first half of that of Dynamite because uh, he kept on getting up. I just wanted to sit down. I didn't want to have to get up for every goddamn entrance. He stood up every fucking entrance and brandish his fucking fake aew title belt to the to the world like he was a goddamn champion wow huh. this is sort of way about this wow it was oh man you have no idea you have <laughs> no idea listen we have totally different experiences because i i can't remember the last time last time we sat next to each other was in prudential uh like two times ago and so we have totally different experiences. Like we we were at, at UBS, we were sitting in the front row, you know, in the back there, but you were in the, you know, on the aisle over there. I was in the in the middle. Like we have totally different experiences going on. I'm sitting next to uh, a gay couple um who is very funny and very nerdy as well. Um there was the gay couple next to next to me. There was uh sitting next to my my buddy Mark. Uh shout out to Mark for coming. Um but we had great seats. It was it was uh you know, straight on to, to the ring uh yeah, it was it was it was fun man it was it was great and i i said it last time and i'll say it again like that venue for wrestling just the sound in there is absolutely insane it's just because it, it's it there's you no... can fit 30 you can fit 20,000 it's like going to madison square garden you fit 20,000 people in an arena that's shaped the way it is with a huge roof that on roof it. that roof that, that shit's gonna so, come back down on you so high it's just insanely high and and so the sound just like goes everywhere it is it doesn't it has nothing to bounce off of so it, it it just sounds like a like a cavernous echo in there and it was it was amazing i i just love i love i love the venue in that in the sound sense seating absolutely sucks man it, it's it's hard to sit there especially when you have round bottoms and um yes yeah especially when you're sitting next to someone else who has a round bottom um round bottoms touch so it's it was a, a little uncomfortable uh but with that being said some in our group actually like when that happens well shout what out, shout out to tim uh, Tim. but i but uh um it, it was it, I, that's that was my point to to mark i said how do you get a belt you buy this brand new belt collar guy he bought it there he bought it there but you sitting. He bought it live he was not he's not a big guy he was a skinny guy but he's sitting there in his no he was tall though he was at least six two he was a tall guy 
It was, I mean, he wasn't like big. He wasn't wide. He was tall. But he had this belt. How do you sit in those seats for five hours holding this damn belt? You know what I didn't like? I know exactly how he did it. Hmm. He used the belt as a tray. <laughs> That's an expensive tray. To hold his beers. That's an expensive ass tray. Nah, nah, dude. Listen, this might be a little nerdy of me to say. Do not I ever know. buy a championship belt and use it as a as coaster. A, as a coaster. <laughs> okay? I've <laughs> Granted, that is an $800 coaster. Ball in, sure. Yeah. But the respect is what it demands. That's right. Even if it's fake. Um, I brought my belt to one event. One. But you didn't wear a collared shirt. One, one, one event because of, I knew that it was just such a pain in the ass to carry that thing around. I can't enjoy my the show while I'm holding on to this you know ten pound belt. This insane. I'll bring a belt to an autograph signing. Okay, I'll get that's the different. belt signed by someone. That's, different thing, Th- that's fine. You're in and out. That's the thing. You're sitting there for hours, exactly. Dude. You're there for hours. It, it was just a lot. It was a lot. Anyway, even signs. People that bring signs. I get the sign. The signs are better. Mm. I, I I'll give them that as opposed to holding a freaking. 15 pound championship belt around your shoulder for for five hours yeah <laughs> at least a sign is just paper and you can throw it away before you leave right <laughs> if it wasn't good if it's good you keep it you laminate it you post it on the wall <laughs> you laminate your poster you know what i mean remember that time we were at grand slam some weird guy with the red hair in a suit was jumping in front of us and it wasn't a suit dude he was bro he was a chad he was an aussie chad <laughs> that's right they were from uh we're from Australia. I thought they were from England. I no. I think it was just him. No, it was the other guy too. He he handed that belt off to the people in the in the row before him, in front of him. Yeah, they were all together. They, they were all had the accent too. So they were definitely from out of town. Oh, anywho, fun times. We, we will talk about our experience with Dynamite in a few. Um, how about Jefferson Airplane making an appearance? Jefferson Airplane. Um, let's let's talk making about- an appearance, but not on television. Not not on television. No. Uh, yet. I'm going to say yet. During breaks, uh, we get Jefferson Airplane. So the only thing I really want to talk about with Raw is this. And I, I got to tell you, this the when you have something so subtle that brings so much attention, it's amazing. Uh, I love the fact that it was it was just starting off with a QR code behind Austin Theory as a throwaway. It really wasn't anything. And as a matter of fact, it was the timing of it. Everybody has theories, and everybody has no pun intended. Aha. Aha. And uh, everybody has their 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 thoughts on this whole thing. Um, my thought is that the timing was great because, first of all, it was after everything seemed to line up with Alexa Bliss. It was she had an appearance uh, with with uh, the Damage Control, which again that name absolutely cracks me up. Um, they, It'll yeah, grow on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. Uh, had Alexa Bliss uh, and the whole crew come out. Then you had this this QR code with Austin Theory in the background. Um, so when you scan the QR code, it brings you to this video um, of a white rabbit jumping around, and he's playing Hangman, and uh, he's crossing off letters and he's filling up the letters to. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. okay. I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, no. Go on. I, I, no, I'm, I'm gonna get go to. Your, I'm gonna get to your point. But he, okay. when he's jumping around and you see the Hangman form. And then he spells out the, the the sentence was the question was who killed the world, and the answer was you did. But before you get me? To, you me before you get to that, go ahead. So it was pointed out to me after I had seen the QR code. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you notice, when the bunny, the white rabbit, first starts playing Hangman. Mm-hmm. He goes to five letters, 
The first five letters are D E M O N. What's that spell? Demon. I, I didn't know that either until you told me before we started recording. That's, that's yeah. Even that right there is like that subtle uh, amongst the subtleness. That subtleness is is great. And if that's yeah, if that's a thing that leads to what we think it's going to be, then that's just superb, absolutely outstanding. It's wonderful. It is. Wonderful. I have, I will be so happy when Bray Wyatt comes back. So if that's what we're thinking, it's going to be Bray Wyatt. So then the the spells out you did, and then it shows a date. So they'll have the white rabbit uh, on the left. It says not. It has nine point two three as a date, mm-hmm. and then when it jumps to the right hand side, it has nine colon two three, as in a time. So my thought is uh, this Friday at nine twenty three p.m. we're gonna have something going on. Very Jer- yeah. very Jericho uh, a countdown esque um, for the Y two J. Just it, it it's at a certain exact point. Something's gonna. You think off. we get a countdown? I think we get. Uh, you think like? I think we get flickering lights like we did with again with Alexa Bliss. She had that main event with Bailey and they had some flickering lights, which nobody's really talking about. Um, it kind of just went. Do we think it's gonna be an all-out assault of Bray Wyatt? Do Do we think we just we're gonna get the whole thing at one at one time? Oh, or do you think this is saying pay attention to what's going on during the time of nine twenty-three on Friday? Like, is it going to be something real, real tiny, like a Firefly Funhouse character is going to pop up? Like, Husky the Pig is going to freaking <laughs> appear backstage somewhere during Alexa Bliss segment. You imagine, like, this, like, they that. do that thing with it's like in the foreground, they're interviewing two people. In the background, you just see like a small little pig. <laughs> like, walking, exactly. That's what I'm by. saying. Uh, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great. But look, look no, out. I want the whole thing. You, you, you want it all at once. I need him to at least appear. I need. Well, I don't need. I don't need this Easter egg to point to another Easter egg. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be like another another point to an Easter egg. Um, so WWE is just going to give us blue balls until Bray Wyatt comes back, <laughs> like they like to do. <laughs> yeah, like that's they, true. Just like, like like they like to do. Although this one is a little more. I mean, again, it, it, it's it seems obvious. Not as obvious as like Edge <laughs> and his vignettes when he returned. Um, but this one is very creative, and uh, I, I do like I do like the the aspect See, and the timing of again of everything happening with Alexa Bliss and this video coming out and uh, and Bailey saying that she's not the same person uh, that she used to be, and uh, I think there's something going on there. That I, I I also agree with you on that. I was paying attention during the main event on Monday to see if maybe Bailey or I mean if. Something was going to happen with Alexa Bliss. In my head, I was preparing for the lights to go out after Alexa Bliss loses, and then uh, she's just gone. Like, lights go out. Mm. She's nowhere in the ring. She was face up in the ring. Mm. Lights go out. She's gone. I wouldn't have minded that. But then, I mean, at that point, we all know where it's going. Right, it's very, I guess it's not that big of a surprise. Very obvious. Um, yeah, it's, again, starting with a QR code, which is just like, what the hell is that doing there? And then the, the world went insane. Um, so, yeah, so check it out tomorrow. Tomorrow, SmackDown's uh, 923 on 923. We'll see what happens. It's a real shame that Pat McAfee's not going to be there for that. I do miss him already. 
because if you, you, the inflection in his voice when he, oh my God, what is it? What is that? <laughs> like it's going to be, it would have been awesome. I know. You know. Shout out to Corey Graves. But yeah, Pat has like a different like take on everything. He, he <laughs> has an innocence to him. That's he, what it is. He really does. And, and I think it's great that it, he, he sounds like legit, like he has no clue what's going on. No, he doesn't. As far as like the story goes, as far as whatever's, whatever's being scripted. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, Oh, no, he uh, he doesn't. Right. It just seems like he's surprised. Like he doesn't time. get Leonard at all. And he, like, but I think at all. I think that's great. I think that's that he's in. No, that's what you, that's what you should do yeah. for an announcer. Yeah, I think. That I mean, one of them should be, you know, Cole should know. <laughs> since he's, he's But like Cole didn't know about Cena. This is true. Cole didn't know about the Cena return. That's what made it so genuine of a reaction. Right. Which is why. Yeah, I think that's why. It... Like little things like that leave everyone in the dark about. Right. But for storyline purposes, you keep it going. But think, having Pat McAfee as that innocent mind yeah, yeah. brings a level of balance to the to, to the, to the com- commentary table. The commentary force. Uh, uh, by the way, it, on a totally different, it just popped into my head, uh, totally different side note uh, on a tangent here. Have you ever seen, have you, first of all, have you ever heard of, completely different topic, have you ever heard of uh, uh, Woodstock 99? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, have you seen this documentary on Netflix? Um, I have not, but I already know what happened, uh, you, what kind of chicanery went down at Woodstock 99. It doesn't Watch it. It's a three-part uh, doc. Oh, no. I've heard it glaring reviews on it. Amazing. Like I've heard people dissect it. It is it's, amazing, it's, dude. It is amazing in that it's just built up from day one up until day day three and just the buildup of this insanity to the point where it's they're burning shit to the ground. They're burning trucks, trailer trucks to the ground. They're ta- they're, they're knocking over the, the sound tower that's in the middle of the thing. It is an amazing. They, they did an, an amazing job in it, but just watching the chaos that happened from what they wanted it to be, the nineteen sixty nine version, up until this money grab that they went for in ninety nine, and and getting MTV well, involved in all the stuff, it was just it absolutely absurd. And I highly suggest that everybody go watch it. I mean, granted, it's the it's the thirtieth anniversary, so you go from Woodstock sixty nine. Which has the likes of what? Carlos Santana, Santana Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. All, yeah. Yeah, peace and love, brother. It's all, all good. All good. That's and then you go to Woodstock 99, and they got what? Red, Kid Rock. Red Hot Chili Metallica, Peppers. I'm pretty sure. No, something was, like that. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, Kid Rock was there. I believe he was. Uh, yeah, because I, I have the live version of Ba with the Ba Jewel, from Woodstock 99 on my phone. Jewel was there, which was a... a a shit show for her because you felt so bad for her because like she was literally just trying to do like foolish games and everybody's like doing like the surfing <laughs> like the crowd surfing and have paying yeah. no attention to her whatsoever um uh you had uh uh um not uh limp biscuit who just that's what i'm saying fuel man. the fuel p- putting fuel to the fire dude build you can't build you can't build a a Peace and a love situation. peace and love festival <laughs> based on the likes of kid rock and limp biscuit no. All right, Janis Joplin, Jimmy Hendrix, yeah, Jimmy Hendrix, Carlos Santana, those, yeah, okay, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Another slight side tangent: Have you ever seen video of Carlos Santana at Woodstock, uh, sixty, like the original Woodstock? No, I have not, dude. He's still not. He came out in interviews later on, and he said he was so jacked up on acid. Really, he was all over the place. And if you see his performance at Woodstock. Bro, he he's like 19 years old, tripping balls on acid, and he's on stage moving his head. This sounds a little fucked up. 
He's moving his head as if Stevie Wonder's right in the middle of a fucking piano solo. <laughs> okay. Like his his eyes are going in the back of his head. Yeah. His head's just moving like it doesn't even know where it's going. I gotta watch it. It's a wild scene. I gotta watch it. But yes, go please go watch uh what's like ninety nine on Netflix. It's just absolutely insane. It just and it just builds up on on top of each other on top of itself to the to the the end climax where it just is they're they're now taken over and they've destroyed the the uh the merchandise stand the, the structure on fire there's bo- there's fires going on throughout the inside the fields uh it was just absolutely insane anyway digress um so raw was great just because of this whole trail of of insanity with the white rabbit uh leading up until tomorrow's smackdown um nxt really quick our new slash same NXT. They're really nothing changed other than the logo. <laughs> That's fine. The logo. It's, it's a morale boost. They do still have the the the, the colors, uh, you know, situation going on, but it is a different. It is a different, semi different feel. It's still kind of kind of has mostly the same energy, with a couple new faces. Well, off a new face, which we we said last week uh, with a spoiler, um, Ilya Dragunov, uh, and that showdown at the end of the show there. Um, so that's your NXT. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, sh- uh, shout out to shout out to Shawn Michaels uh, kicking things off. We, we have uh, a vacated North American Championship now. So Solo Sequoia had that belt for all of a week. So the bloodline is now one belt done. I'm starting to think that the only reason that Solo Sequoia won the, the NXT North American title was just so he could have a championship around his shoulder during the logan paul press conference <laughs> that was it <laughs> which by the way uh the, the internet the wrestling internet community is going absolutely insane for this this announcement of uh logan paul versus roman reigns uh your thoughts your concerns your feelings upon this development of uh zero concerns i love every second of it okay i absolutely love it Feed me more Logan Paul. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for it. I really am. I'm, I'm all for Logan Paul. I think people hate on him. Um, I think he's very talented. I think they hate on him because of of his mouth, but uh, I think he's I think he's very good, Bro. and and he's he's really like coming to his own with wrestling, and he's like a natural fit. the The world hates Logan Paul. It's not just the wrestling community; it's the world. And the only reason they hate him is because they still think of him as that little kid that 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 made a vlog in the Japanese suicide forest, yeah, like but, oh, seven wow. years ago. I remember that? Yeah. Get- and the world completely turned on him. And if you followed him throughout this whole time since then, you see how much that dude has changed into like a business centric person and not just fucking off on vlogs all day long. <laughs> And now that he's actually in the WWE trying to do something for himself, it is a good way for him to keep the heat with him. Right. To have that in his past, I guess. But I don't know. Listen, I've I've been a fan for of Logan Paul since since Vine. Do it for the Vine. Do it for the Vine. Yeah. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk uh so NXT. We talked uh really uh, all we really need to say about Raw. Um Let's talk about last night and uh, AEW. First of all, uh, Mark Russell pointed this out, which I was like, it's, it seems so much easier getting in this year. And he was like, yeah, because we didn't have a uh, COVID protocol. There was no uh, like checking in on vaccine cards and 
the lines that we had to go through that we did last year. Uh, it was literally true. just walked right in. It was great. No, but we also went in mad early. We did go in mad early, yes. <laughs> yes Way earlier than we did last year. Yes, We, we went did. in like a full hour earlier than we did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, think about when we first sat in our seats and you look at the crowd and you're like, yeah. Hmm. This isn't a good. Uh, this isn't a good draw right now. We'll wait until eight o'clock comes around. Yeah, right. Yeah. And By the time dynamite started, you know, once it was eight thirty, nine o'clock, that shit was packed. It was. I mean, there wasn't a whole bunch not, on the. Not as not as sold out as last year. There definitely were a lot more people last no, year. No, but the the whole bowl was like the lower bowl, the middle oh, bowl. Was, though those were all filled, all to, filled. The, to the brim. Yeah, no, all filled. I mean, there was there was sporadic seats here and there, but yeah, for the most part, it was all filled. The the upper deck had the this area where it was like kind of missing stuff um and and you always end up watching uh the beginning of dynamite uh, this morning kind of seeing like they do they did the uh the camera side angle <laughs> where they're cutting off the left the, the hard cam- camera side of uh of the arena and listen it, of course it's uh it was still great it was still an amazing experience um love love going there so i'll keep going to grand slam it was it was great um yeah that's gonna be a yearly thing for us i think it's yes but by the way I'm telling you, and I'm saying I'm saying it on mic. Next year, we're getting those seats up on the top, <laughs> the top of the section. I need I need space. My my hips they lie because there's no way in hell. Every time I had to go, <laughs> every time I had to go back in this, every time we stood up when it was something exciting, and then having to go sit back down, my my wide ass fat hips getting into that narrow seat it was like, oh god, uh, it, uh, yeah, oh there it I is. I felt okay, that. Good. I felt it. There it is. Thank God, Marcus Skinny. Um, so there's that. Let's see. Why do you think I stuck my little cousin next to me? I didn't want to sit next to Steven. <laughs> can't sit next to another big guy. Yeah. Um, let's see what we had here as far as uh as far as results. And then by the way, we are going into um results of Rampage, which have, which is airing tomorrow night. So spoiler, we we'll give you one minute of or two minutes to fast forward later on. Uh because we will go in through uh sitting through Rampage. Uh kicking things off with Ring of Honor World Championship. And uh, did you see this coming? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus did you? the wizard Chris Jericho. I I didn't-ish. Like, I figured that something might happen because this this match was kind of just, like, thrown together. It wasn't something that was really advertised that much. But uh, this for the ROH Championship. Uh, and the crowd just out of the, the gate was always all into this. Like, Judas in that arena was insane. Thumps. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And and shout out to all to AEW production for that stage is amazing. I love that ramp. I love the way it looked. I love the set. Uh this whole stage is the, the 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 probably one of the best other than probably you know ATT Stadium in Dallas. That Tron that they have like sitting right there is great. Like just forty feet of insanity. Just like I, I, I can look down or I can just look at this huge TV and just watch watch everything there. I took a couple videos where I perfectly placed the TV at the top of the video, right underneath it, you can see them actually wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I got one and two right there. <laughs> and then there's a couple angles of the video where it, it pans up a little bit, or I zoom out, and you see the third television that's all the way on the very tippy top of the stadium, <laughs> the little one all the way up there. It was pretty wild. That whole That whole night was... Well, okay. Up until the main event, it was awesome. Okay, <laughs> let's let's get let's get for to me that point. personally. Let's get to that point. Um, 
uh, Jericho with the the uh, first of all, I, I love that he's he reluctantly wanted to shake his hand and the coat of honor uh, and then smacked him in the face. Fast forward to the end where uh, a couple spots were were a little wonky here and there. Um, dicey, we'll say a little dicey, but uh, like the, the Judas effect didn't really hit. Um, but uh, had had the spot at the end there where Claudio was like, cornered Aubrey Edwards <laughs> after uh, like a sling blade kind of thing, um, and then turn around and then he gets kicked in the balls and then uh, um, Judas Judas effect one two three yeah Judas effect one two three and we have a new ROH champion and uh, Jericho eight the Ocho is <laughs> his eighth uh, world title reign. The people behind me, or the, the one guy behind me, was like. Uh, that that's fucking bullshit. I don't. I, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Of course, it makes sense. I well, it turn- makes sense, but I also agreed with him. I was like, oh man, this is fucking no. What? It, it made sense only because for for now, if you want to get eyes on ROH and and Mark had a good point too. If if when when do we start doing ROH as his own thing? ROH right now feels like the stepson of. AEW. It's it's NXT. It really is NXT, and like it's it's Vince McMahon. It's NXT 2.0 under the Vince McMahon era. <laughs> well, it, it's what it is. It's it. NXT is is like the up and comers. This feels like it really does feel like a step. It feels like a like a side piece. It's like a rampage s kind of thing. Like you have like the main people there. Like Claudio is a, a main guy, but it just feels kind of it feels less than an ROH in its heyday had like this great feel to it and. There's no feel to ROH. ROH right now is just an offshoot with matches in between on on Dynamite and Rampage. That's all it is. It was because ROH had a underground vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like it was. That's where that's where the wrestling fans wrestlers were wrestling. Well, that was. Oh, well, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, R- Ring of Honor now. I think it doesn't have that underground feel anymore. It does not. It doesn't have that that uh, that. Uh, degenerate's not the right word, but it's along the same lines. Okay. Underground degenerate. I don't know where that was going. My fucking brain is fried. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I I agreed with the decision only because I feel like if ROH is going to go in this route, and, and no no disrespect to Claudio because he's a great wrestler, but if Chris Jericho can actually, if they did something with Chris Jericho that ROH did have its own feel and its own thing, it would even be better. But it doesn't. It's still it's still going to be JAS in Dynamite. But I feel like put eyes on ROH. I think that's for now. It's it's a good thing. I'm not saying long term. I'm not saying to do this for years with 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 Jericho. But for now, I I agree with the decision, and uh, hopefully he can you know make ROH something more than than it is right now. I listened back to the uh, the call. And I forget who I apologize. I forget who the announcer's name is or the commentator's name is, but the the guy who comes out just for ring of honor, like uh, during every ring of honor match, they always bring out the one commentator Ian and the Riccoboni. one ring announcer. Ian Riccoboni. Huh? What? Ian Riccoboni. That's really? No. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Riccoboni? Sure. Riccoboni? Yeah, no, okay. It's, it's, that's what it says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ian yeah. Ian Rice Roney. Okay. <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> what he uh. said, <laughs> what he said when, when Jericho won, I think he said, uh, Jericho is going to bring a, a cloud of dishonor to the ring of honor world championship. <laughs> yes, yes. And that was a really good fucking line. That I love a great that. line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So now we have a new champ. And uh, and he also ac- accosted Kerry Sulkin. How dare you? Say what? Chris Jericho? He accosted. Kerry Sulkin? Oh, 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 Kerry Sulkin. I'm sorry. Like, who the hell is that? Did, yes. I, I'm pretty sure I said his name, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. No, yes. Okay. Gentlemen, okay. yes. <laughs> the former Carl owner, H. operator of Ring of Honor. Of Ring of Honor, yes, yes. He basically pushed him to the ground. Um, and also dissension amongst uh, JS with Daniel Garcia and the, the two champs. Uh, oh, he's out. He's definitely out. Uh, moving on to, and I, I said this, I said this to Mark, the the pop of the night, which I didn't know would be, it would be two major pops of the night. We'll get to that, though. But I, th- I thought this would definitely be the pop of the night, would be your world tag team championship with Swerve in Our Glory against the Acclaimed. And uh, boy, was I right. <laughs> Love you. When they were, when they were outside the ring, and Keith Lee started to walk. By the way, Keith Lee did not look in the best. Sh- not shape, because that's what he normally looks like. He's a big boy, by the way. He's a big boy. He did look Especially like he live. put on a couple, and he, like, mentally he didn't look good. To really? me, personally. I mean, he did. I, I did a her and Kamana. I don't know how you possibly could say that. I, I, I don't know. He's still maybe it was just the extra. He didn't get all the gray like the Just for Men didn't hit <laughs> oh, everywhere in his beard. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Just because of his beard, so he looks like an old guy, pretty much. He looked gassed. He he looked. I don't know. That could just be me. He's been going through. I don't know if you know this. Keith mm-hmm. Lee's been going through a quite a rough time in his life. How so? I think one of his. It, I correct me if I'm wrong, please. I I want to get this correct. I I could. I believe he had a very close family member or 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 friend uh die or commit suicide i forget which one it is but like really close to him oh, wow. maybe possibly his brother i'm not too sure about that so much so that to the point where they were in uh minnesota i think quake by the lake he was almost not going to be there because like he just he he couldn't make it well so that's why that's why i kind of noticed that hmm. on the forefront I know, but he still pulls off a hurricane Rana like uh, like a small guy, like um, like Rey Mysterio. The the last sequence was abs- absolutely outstanding, and I stood up and I'm like, oh, here we go, this is it, this is it. When you get uh, Anthony Bowens basically knocking Swerve into in the face, you get the uh, the famouser from Daddy Ass thrown. I love that thrown so into much. the ring, and then the uh, did you think that was botched by the way by uh, Max Caster when he. Try to go for the the mic drop. He, he kind of slipped and fell. I did at first, and he played it off because he, he came back in the ring and his leg was fine. So I think it was like I think it was a botch. I did at first, but he sold it very well. Like looking back on it, you could tell like he was selling it. I hope because I don't want him to get injured. That right. would suck. That would suck. But yeah, I, I think he he sold it very because I think I turned to, I think I might have turned to to Pistol Pete and I go, I think he really fucked up his leg. Uh, I mean, then he came back in the ring. He was, he was, all, he was fine. I mean, he, he sold it for a little while after that, up until you know uh, yeah, the last, up until that, yeah, the last sequence. So then you had, uh, you had Bowens hit the arrival. You had Caster hit the mic drop and the one, two, three, and the place went absolutely apeshit crazy for your new tag team champions, the acclaimed. Um, I don't think I love it. Will good. I don't think it'll be able to reverberate well on on video, the way the crowd was. Mm-hmm. Because I listen, I listened to that. Like I watched it back, mm-hmm. and and you see the crowd, and everyone's going absolutely crazy. But it's just like everybody was already there by the time the famouser hit. 
Yes. So when you saw that famous, like it did, it didn't change after after that on television. However, when you're in the stands, it, built. it went famouser. It built. Mic drop, yep. and then wham. Yeah, yeah. It built. It was definitely a crescendo. Absolutely, absolutely. So starting with famouser up until the mic drop, and then the the three count. Um. Yeah. It was just definitely a feel, and people were just like waiting and waiting and waiting. That anticipation is great, and when you. Two things happened last night that were that I, I love being in an arena an arena for live is the changing of a belt for to somebody that is so over. And they made a very good point on the on the broadcast too, as far as like the Taz made a good point as far as the, the cold nights in uh in Daly's place and being like the you know, on the D card. Um and it coming this coming all this way to now being the champs and you you found They got like makeshift suspended by Tony Khan at one point. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did because of uh because of uh caster's uh, lyrics right yeah yeah but now uh they get teamed up with they get teamed- was <laughs> who that was the simone biles one right yes okay. <laughs> you're right yeah, 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 okay. um who, who knew that you'd you'd have these these two guys and then they come up with these uh, this scissor thing that nobody really paid attention to like they just did it and then all of a sudden they had this this uh this program with uh uh you know the ass boys <laughs> and and dad and then all of a sudden like they were together in, in like a group and then all of a sudden they split up and then the ass boys turned on their father they go their separate ways into the the firm which i i don't see how they're gonna you know be as big as this but then daddy has billy gunn finds his way into this group who's now it was just like the way that things align perfectly everything just lined up so well that that all three of them kind of just came together at the same exact time too he's like you know what let's do this and they did it and it's way over and it's it's such a great it's such a great group and it's, it's very you know it's very entertaining watching them do you remember when we were at i forget if it was ubs or prudential <clears throat> excuse me and uh the acclaim Tony Khan brought the acclaimed out and the pop that they got. I go in my head, I was like, oh wow. They're actually I mean, I love the acclaim. Everybody loves the acclaim. <laughs> but uh I do. They had like, I was some- like, oh my God, they're really like they're fucking over. They get some- and then it just kept going. Like they have been on a year long skyrocket mm. into everybody's hearts. <laughs> but the last two months have been just like Oh, the last two months have been absurd. wonderful. <laughs> absurd for the acclaims. Congratulations to the acclaimed. Um, you can see the genuine look on, on, on Bowen's face. Like, he was insanely happy. Like, that's, that's very cool. It's very cool to kind of see the two of them. And then Billy Gunn, you know, giving them the hugs. That, that was cool. If either one of them started to tear up, I would have lost it. <laughs> I'll, and that, that'll always get me. You work your career. You work so hard during your career mm-hmm. to get to one point in your life. And this was that one point. This is it. Yeah. Right now, you got to keep it going, but this was that one point that you strived for, yeah. And now you got it. Good for them. I was very happy for them, and so, so was everybody else. I have um, one thing about that. Sure. Do you think I I made a quite brandish statement last night during Dynamite? Okay. I think that it has potential. I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm saying it has potential to be. That scissor me could be the next two sweep me. Okay. <laughs> I think it already is. I scissored so many people last night. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. By the way, speaking of which, the, the gay couple next to me goes, it's it's so funny listening to an entire crowd just accept the fact that they're now so into scissoring people. <laughs> like, you know and what? the chance. Good for oh, you. Oh, <laughs> scissor me, daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah. 
I, I just love I love the fact that like and, and also there were you know there was a gay group in front of us too and it was just like yeah the, the fact that everybody's embracing this statement <laughs> this this slogan I think is very funny and and I told him I was like listen a quarter of these people understand what's going on and, and are embracing that the other three quarters have absolutely no idea but they just think it's pop it's since it's popular they're, they're doing it no way yo people have to know what it is people are just ignorant i'm telling you i think people no way just love dude. the fact that they want to say scissor me daddy but <laughs> it's like oh my god you're gay oh what no i'm not no i'm not i just think it's very funny <laughs> i uh i went to the merch booth with uh with my cousin <laughs> yesterday uh-huh. to buy him a shirt and and we, oh. he had seen the shirts of all shirts he he said i go listen if you want it I'll buy it for you. He's like, oh, cool. I'll wear it to school tomorrow. I'm like, nope, that's it. It's done. The horrible, so you can't wear that. I'm going to get in trouble the horrible if uncle, you wear that to school. You'd be the horrible uncle. You'd be the one that would be like, what are you doing? And and I I, I was like, this close. I, I said to everybody last night, I had it in my shopping cart online. I was this close to getting it. And then I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to do wearing this shirt anywhere else but an AEW event? I can't go to the supermarket and push a cart and say and have people looking at my shirt saying, ooh, scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> Like where, where uh, out of context, it's like, oh, okay, that's it, it's just a very weird shirt to wear. It's very I had funny. A similar shirt. I, I had a similar situation, and I purchased the shirt, and I'm pretty sure I have worn it maybe once in the year or two years that I have had it. Hmm. Way back, way back in the day, I bought a not way back in the day. I bought a MJF shirt that says "I'm better than you," and you know it. Hmm. And I go, I'm going to fucking get it. I didn't know that MJF's face was on it. Because if you see all my merch, I don't have anything with anybody's actual face on it. Because mm. then I feel like I could wear it out into public and not look like an asshole. With somebody's face on your shirt. With someone with someone else's face on my shirt. Mm. Right? So I keep all of my shit, make sure nobody's fucking face is on it. And MJF's face pops on this thing and I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm never going to wear that. Maybe <laughs> once or twice during the show. You got to wear it now. When MJF wins the AEW championship, I will wear it. Okay. That, fair enough. You I you hope mean. I remember that. Don't 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 put that shirt to waste. Uh, really quickly, let's, let's get through this here. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewing Will Yuta, and he said all of two words, uh, asking him about uh, the main event uh, with Con- uh, Blackpool Combat Club and MJF's music hit, and good Lord, again, another insanity and and since he's rousing a ovation hometown boy um nah. i mean he's, oh, he's, he's a stone's throw away he's five minutes away from, <laughs> from max caster is more of a hometown boy i mean he's hometown hometown i'm talking about like he's it's the same damn rock <laughs> you're on you're on the same rock Dri- drive i'll give you that drive 10 minutes over and you'll be you'll be in his hometown um, wait so do you think like you if let's say you were a wrestler mm-hmm. and you popped up at the ubs arena would you not consider that hometown? I was not the same rock. I would consider. See, if I was at AEW, I would consider it a hometown only because I can't go any further in to New York. Like you are as close to in the city of the five boroughs that you can possibly perform in, in AEW. You can't perform in, in Madison Square Garden. That's that the unwritten rule is WWE. So that would be my hometown. <laughs> that it would technically be it because it's it's. It, no, we all know what your hometown venue would be. I can't, I don't have an arena in Yonkers. I'm sorry, my hometown arena. Yes, you would, do. Would be I mean, it's close. The it's county not that center far. <laughs> it would be the county yeah, center. Yeah, the Civic Center. Okay, but please, 
It's a county center. <laughs> the it's a civic a, center. It's not. It's the Westchester County Center. That would be my home home. But uh, Madison Square Garden would be it. But they, since I can't go in Madison Square Garden, Grand Slam would be the closest one. So there you go. Anyway, um, MJF with the with the uh, I think the line of the night asking uh, Willie Uta to ask uh, uh, William Regal about taking pills <laughs> about popping pills. I thought that was awesome. However, I thought that <clears throat> excuse me, I thought that. Uh, MJF's line about Wheelie's boys in the Blackpool Cuckold Club, Cuckold Club yes. <laughs> was awesome. And I may have already changed a group chat of mine to that. <laughs> <laughs> the Blackpool Cuckold Club? Just for the fun of it. Also, also shout out to Max Caster for uh, for telling Swerve that he has a glory hole. They use a glory hole. Yeah. Looks more like Swerve in a glory Swerve hole. Swerve in a glory hole. Um, so, yeah. so uh, Make Disney go black like Little Mermaid. <laughs> I was fu- I didn't hear it at first. Yeah, so it, yeah, it was hard. Like to we hear. didn't hear a lot of it yeah. in there. Yeah, but when you saw it on the broadcast, it was very funny. Um, so yeah, so MJF and, uh, and Morrissey coming out uh, to kick uh, Yuta's ass. Uh, fast forward here to the next match was uh, your AEW All Atlantic World, uh, the All Atlantic Championship with uh, Pac taking on Orange Cassidy. Uh, I thank you for pointing that. Also, uh, Jefferson Airplane. More of that. Um, Jefferson Starship. Sorry. <laughs> There you go. Different. It's the evolution. Got it. This was after White Rabbit. Yes, White Rabbit. Then they turn into Jefferson. White Rabbits by Jefferson Airplane. Mm-hmm. Jane by Jefferson Starship. Starship, right. Insert name of song I can't remember by Starship. And then we built the city. The, we built the city on rock and roll. On rock and roll. Starship. <laughs> Starship. Yes, they quite the. Evolution. Now just think of the evolution of White Rabbit, that psychedelic '60s type. Mm-hmm. To Jefferson and Starship, yeah, with Jane, right? Two completely different styles of music, mm-hmm. and then we built this city. Awful song. Um, <laughs> Wasn't that rated the worst song ever? It was Rolling Stone. That's my my fun fact that I will die in my grave with. Uh, we built the city on rock and roll by uh, Starship, Rolling Stone magazine. How many rated- times have you used that on trivia? Uh, like twice. <laughs> Nice. Like only twice. By Rolling Stone, worst worst song of all time. Um, anyway, uh uh great great match with Pack and Orange Cassidy. I I said that the it, it it was good that they put like a filler in between uh the last match that they had, the tag team match, and then this match, because it's always after the match that you are looking most forward to that it just dies down. Like and even with this match, it was still with these two, it was still kind of like a uh a quieter crowd <laughs> with this match because yeah. just it it it's inevitably happens like you have this build up build up and you have this great uh, transfer of belt to the new champions and then all of a sudden you have this this other match which again no no disrespect to them it was just the the timing was just and you know placement of it was was off um but uh but packets when he retains um your four way uh oof match of the night with Tony uh Athena Britt Baker and Serena Deeb um, this match here was only for one reason and one purpose and one thing to do, and that was to accentuate the end of it. But the match itself was okay. It ended very quickly because uh, because of what happened. Because if you notice, it was just like boom, 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 one, two, three, and it just it just abruptly ended. And I said to Mark, it was oh, like that, five minutes. That's kind of weird. It was just weird how it just like went boom, and then it, uh, Tony Storm got retained the belt, and that was it. And then. Uh, with signs all over the place for Jamie Hader. Uh Hader comes out and we were all hoping that she would turn on Britt Baker DMD. Not so much. Turns me on. 
What? But um, boom. Did not turn on her. Uh, instead, attacked Athena and uh, and Tony Storm with the help of Serena Deeb. And then this music hit, and this this kind of weird looking, funky gray and black picture showed up. Psychedelic, psychedelic type thing uh, pattern on the screen. Futuristic psychedelic. Yes, with this weird that out. Yeah, with this weird music, and then everybody in our section is going to each other going who the fuck who is this who is this and then shout again shout i keep pointing out because he was sitting right next to me i don't know if if steven had said it but mark did say to me he goes uh we had i had heard rumor even though i I don't listen to rumors uh uh, online but i heard rumor of page possibly coming back or being signed and then you just saw soraya on the screen and the entire place went absolutely apeshit and so steven yes steven did uh he did say after the fact but I guess he leaned over towards you guys and said, "Watch this be Soraya. Watch this be Page." Like fifty seconds before the music started, mm-hmm. and the whole he told me about it, and I go, "Fuck! I'm gonna have to mention this and give you credit for it on the show." And I fucking hate doing that, <laughs> but I will give it to him. He called it. Uh-huh. I'll. I'll I'll say I'll say that to him. Timmy could back it up uh, for the first time uh, ever for Mark and for Steven. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. So, Paige uh, Soraya is now in AEW All Elite, and she has claimed this is my house. And God, she looks good. <laughs> she looks absolutely insane. She looks wonderful. And and this is. I think the thing that they they needed the women's division needed this because you know Jade can destroy everybody that she wants, but this you have Tony Storm as the interim champion. I still hate that shit, but you need you need Soraya now, and so this hopefully will pick up the the women's division uh, to where it needs to go. Um, and then the main event we had a uh, we had our main event with uh, Moxley taking on Brian Danielson, and this one here, which again amazing match, but not to the ending that people had either expected or hoped for uh myself included uh, i i had not that i it wasn't i hoped for it was kind of what i didn't expect um and that's moxie to win and so now we have moxie as a three-time champ and so, first ever two-time and first ever three-time champion yeah, there we go champion um your thoughts really quick I was a little shocked at first because I had it set in my head that that Brian was going to win because Brian needs to start winning shit. Like he he's been losing. He really does. He won in the in the tournament, absolutely. But you had a chance, you had a chance to get that pop from from Yeslemania. Mm-hmm. You had that chance, and you gave it to Moxley. And granted, everybody did start cheering, but I know a lot of people that were around us going, "What." Yeah, yeah. I I feel like Brian. If if you went like a new direction, I I had assumed that it would not be John Moxley because if you ever watch, I don't know if you watch the movie Clerks. Um, but the one or two or three. Uh, one, one. Yes, three, three, seen it. Black and white. Three's out now. I I know it well. Yes. So the the running joke, the gag by uh, um Dante is I'm not even supposed to be here today, and so yeah, it was my day off. It's my day off. I'm not even supposed to be here today. And I feel like that was with Moxley. So it, this match, first of all, would ne- never have been a thing had it not been for CM Punk. So because this match is going on, he had to come back that following Wednesday. He was supposed give, to be on vacation. He was supposed to be on vacation. So he gave that impassioned speech to AEW, blah, 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 which was all well and good. 
hence why I was like, okay, he's he's not even supposed to be here today. Like it's it's great that he put in the time and effort to to put this match forward to, to progress this new storyline. But take the time off, go do what you were supposed to do, and have Brian Danielson win this. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> There's just a beer today. Yeah, and he won the belt. And I'm like, holy shit, that's kind of weird. But at the same time, yeah, I think that we could have had a different direction and had a, a, a different era, so to speak, of even if it was for like a, a couple months. Like, have Brian Danielson win the belt. I mean, he's been a multi-time champion in WWE. He, he's obviously proven that he can do it. He's way over in AEW, and it's not like it would be out of the realm of possibility. Why not put the belt on him? It just it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would venture to. I don't know where this is going now. I, I like, know. I want. Is Moxie just going to lose on his first defense to to MJF? I don't get it. Or are we waiting this out for another month or two? I, like, is MJF going to win it at full gear? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what's happening. I guess that's a good thing. It's a month and a half away. They could build, but a month and a half build for one championship for match. Champion. But it is a, at full gear. Is that the place to do it? Yeah. Really? For MJF? Yeah. I feel like this should be like a, like he'll have, Moxie will have a, a title defense and and retain at full gear and then like at double or nothing, like have MJF. A UBS in December? <laughs> uh, yeah, really. That'd be great too. Um, So yeah, there's that. Thinking so, about it, that that probably is what they're going to do. I mean, that, that should be the, the way to do it. Um, Fast forward. Uh, in in when I say now, it's for spoiler alerts for uh, for Rampage. Uh, I have your results here because Lord, what a! And by by the way, um, this is at, at at this moment in time, like when Rampage is starting. First of all, it didn't start at like ten o'clock. It's it was this two hour Rampage, which had really good matches, started at like ten fifteen. So it's already we're already yeah. like it's it's two hours of wrestling. Two technically two and a half because we had dark elevation. Um. So we have yeah, the two whopping matches from Dark Elevation. <laughs> I know. Shout out to Ortiz. Um, now that was a hometown pop. That was that was yeah. There you go. See, so <laughs> uh, it was at at this point when you have so much wrestling. And this is why I'm also like I want to go to Full Gear so bad, but are we going to sit there for like they're notorious now? They're starting to get longer. They're starting to get into like WrestleMania time time frame here as far as like their in the views. Prudential Center. Those seats suck too. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Those seats are awesome, uh, awful. Uh, I, I really want to find like a wheelchair accessible seat in that seat, that arena, because God, those seats suck too. Um, let's just pay two grand and get a fucking suite. Get a suite, Lord, the six of us. Let's just do it. Jade Cargill it. and Diamante. Uh, Jade Cargill won with uh, I don't know who, who was that woman that that came out with with Diamante. I have no idea. Um, anyway, that that wasn't even the first match. I right? thought she was like a. Is she a wrestler? I, I, we'll get to it. So really quick, uh, Sting and Darby. Is she Allen, like a personality? I don't know. Brody King and and Buddy Matthews, uh, House of Black, is still a thing. Uh, they get attacked from behind by Sting and Darby Allen. We are still a thing. But um, and uh, yes, uh, uh, Julia Hart had an issue with handcuffing Sting, um, <laughs> which made the referee was like, "All right, you, you got to get out." Uh, I believe I said to the people next to me in our row, um. What has she never used handcuffs before? <laughs> Come on! Uh, awesome spots by Darby Allen on top of the the entrance way there, uh, uh, doing the coffin drop onto Buddy Matthews, Brody King and Darby Allen falling into the table off the side of the stage. 
Sting and Sting laughing like a like the Joker Sting with Buddy Matthews. Oh, but you until, you you glanced over a, a very big part until the music hits and then the no 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 before that oh go ahead. Sting took a shot into a table into two tables. Oh, he did. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Yes, he took. But the back of his head hit the second hit table. The second table it did not break. Yeah, and I believe it was Pistol Pete that pointed out to me that the back the the base of his neck was bleeding. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, didn't I, I tried to look for it. I couldn't really see it all too well because he just looked incredibly red back yeah, there anyway. He, he definitely cut the back of his head, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he had to have because he that totally smacked the, the table with his head. Um, yeah, so he was sitting, fast forward, he was him sitting in the chair handcuffed um, with Buddy Matthews and the music hit and it was the great Muda of all people coming out. and Solid uh, pop too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, he's, he's what, 59, 58? Yeah, I just want to point this out. Sting looks like he's 20 compared to fucking Muda. <laughs> Sting, is, Sting is in great shape. Muda, uh, I mean, great, not so much. Great shape for 58, but cannot move like, like he used to. Um, uh, we had <laughs> one, another great pop of the night uh, with Angela Parker and Matt Maynard taking on Hook and Action Bronson. And uh, him, Action Bronson uh, rapping the, the theme song the whole way down. Uh, I fucking called it. I he, loved every second of that. Dude, he's quick. He's he's a little speed demon running those ropes. Yo, Action Bronson is a fucking beast. He, he can he can do this. Like he could really if like he puts his, some more time into it. I can see him getting like some top rope shit and doing some like real moves. He did like a yeah, did, but you know he's a famous person already, so he's not probably. I think he should. <laughs> I think he, he should absolutely. He'd be Listen, a great big man kind if, of. If, although he's like five if of eight. Babon, he can do it. I think Action Bronson can do it. And he's got the the he's like a. She's like a, he's like Taz. He's like a short, stocky guy that can just like run your ass over. Um, That's very true. Uh, Diamante and Jay Cargill. Um, yeah, didn't uh, I, I? Still want to know who the uh, who that person was because it just made no, no sense. That match was kind of like a, a blah. Uh, Samoa Joe and Warlow taking on Tony Nese and Josh Wood. Another like throwaway match. I think Warlow actually got injured on this in this match. Uh, there's, there's I uh, I went over to my cousin and I go when Samoa Joe's music hit. And everybody started chanting, Joe, Joe, Joe. I go to my cousin. I go, hey, Sev, look, everybody's cheering for me. <laughs> He's like, shut up. <laughs> Make no uh, sense. Uh, Jungle Boy taking on Ray Phoenix, which was the whole. This match was actually my favorite match of the night because because the match itself was was great. Absolutely outstanding. Excuse me. Um, and then fast forward to the end where Jungle Boy gets the win, but Christian Cage's music hits. And uh says a lot of stuff about his mom <laughs> as he always does and then luchasaurus is behind him and the right hand of destruction just takes out jungle boy um uh they're really starting to build luchasaurus and, and christian like kane and paul bear I, I feel like it's like that they could be probably one of the biggest heel duos uh in, yeah. in aw because christian is again i love christian i keep i will continue to tout his his mic work as a heel is absolutely great um, Chris Jericho backstage, uh, you know, with the celebration, Daniel Garcia also just kind of like the hell are we doing here? Um, and Sammy, Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston, um, putting their real feud, uh, up on, uh, in the mat, uh, and huge pop, huge pop for Eddie Kingston. He gets the win, but because he won't let go for security has to come out and Paul Turner, uh, reverses the call, uh, to, uh, the dismay and chagrin of everybody, including Eddie Kingston who wanted to kick, uh, Paul Turner's ass. Um, and then the, the wait, what did I say to you when we left the arena? 
uh, what'd you say? How funny would it have been? So I, I described this as a screw job, if you remember correctly. Yes. So I go, how funny would it have been if Eddie Kingston just hocked a big oh, old loogie yeah. <laughs> right onto yes. Paul Turner? Yes. Face right towards hard cam <laughs> and then just sign the words WWE. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same uh impact but sure i, <laughs> I think it would be it would have been funny i don't know it might be the same impact who knows um and then paul white with a with a semi-good pop coming out to commentate. he did not look good walking out there yeah, it, was, it was very slow um this golden ticket battle royale which was uh opened up with adam page's music everybody popped and then all of a sudden he gets attacked from behind and everybody comes out and the shit show ensues and people in front of me are like and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is happening here? Like everybody, you you had at least 30 different names come out and they were just like 25. Close enough. Uh, <laughs> it was it was just like it was insanity. It made absolutely no sense. They were all fighting outside the ring. Then they go go inside the ring. And then all of a sudden you just hear, you know, Justin Roberts start naming names that are getting eliminated left and right. And at that point, that was when, like Stephen Stephen not, uh, hits me over. It's like oh, we're heading out, <laughs> we're, we're leaving. I'm like, I, I feel like something's gonna happen again where we're gonna leave, and then some debut is gonna happen where it's it's you know I don't know. The Rock comes out and just. <laughs> I believe we did say that last time when we were at on the floor at UBS. Yeah, because they had a, a apparently they had a great match that was uh, a, a dark match, no pun intended. Yeah, um, and we missed it, and we, we're like, we're never leaving we never, early again. Well, you know, come to find. And out. then a two-hour rampage comes out. We're like. Really, let's go. Let's go. Home, <laughs> okay. Please. So, if it was an hour, I would have stayed. Honestly, if it was an hour, yes, rampage, absolutely, 100%. I would have stayed. But this was—it just, it just kept going on and on. And and again, this at this point, it was twelve twenty in the morning, and we were like, "Oh God!" And, and I, I took a second to like, eh, "All right, I'll just leave with you." <laughs> so we all left, and I said, walking out, I was like, "You know what? I mean, we we assume that Adam Page is going to be the winner, right?" And sure enough, yeah, he, he was the winner of the whole thing. Bitch, you guessed it. I'm taking this now. Thank you. Good for you. Yeah, you was right. Not that it matters. Um. And so we have, uh, we have. Oh, he's going to cash in, and maybe he'll be that that fight against Moxley at uh, at Full Gear. Um, and then the main Ooh. event. Who? Okay, sure. Um, Ricky Starks against Powerhouse Hobbs uh, in a lights out match. Uh, it, since I wasn't, since we were not there, I will read exactly what it says on here. Um, uh, Mark Henry interviews them both. Hobbs was livid. Match starts. Starks takes a lot of beating but manages to spear the big man through a table. Starks hits his finisher for the win. He celebrates the win as the show comes to a close. And that's all it says. <laughs> and that was it. And That was it? Spoiler, done. <laughs> and we are done with all things Grand Slam. That was a, It was a hell of a night. It was a fun night. I can't wait for it next year again. Um, but it's so long. <laughs> it's just, it really is its own pay-per-view. Um. I think I'm gonna have to not bring my cousin to Dynamite to to Arthur Ashe next year. Oh, dude, he was starting to fucking was slump. He, was he fla- he was fading? He was fading. Poor kid has school the next day. He's like right now he's probably sleeping in class. Dude, <laughs> as, we as got home. I got to his house. At, I, I dropped him off at like one o'clock, and I went. I'm like, what time do you have to be up in the morning? Yeah. He's like, I usually get up at five thirty. Oh what? God. <laughs> Oh, fuck. This poor kid. Yeah. Uh, his parents are probably like, you will never go out with Uncle Joe ever again. That's it. <laughs> no, they'll always let me take him. God. I'm sure you had a good time. You look like you had fun. No, yeah, idiot. Fucking blast. Honestly, you, you weren't in our car ride. And I don't know if he's going to remember. You've been around Steven and Timmy enough to know some of their antics. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if my cousin's going to remember the actual show more or nearly pissing himself laughing so much at Steven and Tim. <laughs> he lit like all of them got at once I drop, I drop, uh, I drop Pete and Tim off first. I drop Steven off last yeah. and my cousin gets in the car and he goes to me. He's like, how are you not laughing? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's like, the shit that they were doing that they were saying i can't fucking i can't stop laughing because you're so used to it that's just and i'm like i'm like dude i've had this for the past 10 years yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah like this is old hat to me these assholes. i get fucking annoyed now <laughs> it's all that uh, it was very funny i had a great time last night uh thank you guys for for making it so much fun and uh thank you guys for listening this was this was awesome um hit us up on on twitter sunday slam show let us know what you thought of of dynamite what you think of uh of rampage coming up uh tomorrow and, and tell us what you think about the, the shit show that happened with that golden ticket battle royale because there was no kind of cohesive, cohesiveness at all. It was just it was just insane. Um, White Rabbit, see who that is uh, tomorrow night also. So uh, it's going to be a long night of wrestling tomorrow. I have one more thing I wanted to mention Please. about SmackDown. Yes, yes. Really quick. Yeah, quick. quick. Uh, Michael Cole mentioned that Ricochet and Sami Zayn have wrestled before in, and I quote, he said this, mm. pro wrestling gorilla. Oh, shout out to Excalibur. Right? <laughs> okay. Exactly. Famously founded by Excalibur mm-hmm. and launched the careers such as the Young Bucks. Mm. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard PWG ever mention, mentioned on, on WWE. Well, WWE doesn't life. announce or promote any other promotions, let alone. Just evolve, and that was after they fucking bought it. Well, yeah, because that makes sense. But I'm sorry, it's like a, a company... Maybe a company that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe that's why they can do it. But no, it still it still does. PWG. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh, not not by with Excalibur. No, 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 no. He no, sold no. it off. He got out of that. Got it. Okay. I think he I think he got out of that right about the time that he was starting to say the N word in promo. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, Excalibur. I, I think that's when that happened. You remember, there was a time. Remember during COVID when he got canceled because he said the N word. Go figure. <laughs> Yeah, and now he's and then Tony Khan just quietly slept, uh, swept it under the rug like yeah. he was a Catholic priest. And, that's that. <laughs> and that is that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much. Uh, Till next week, everybody. We'll be talking all things White Rabbit and all things Seventeen Hour Grand Slam again, Rampage, and all that stuff. Guys, thank you so very much. Chris Mindell, Reaper Joe Black, sir. See you next time. We'll see you tomorrow, Bray. Oh, there it is. The Sons of Slam podcast.